are listening to the Real Mamas of Modoc. Hi, my name is Nana. Hi, my name is Shelby. Co-hosted by our mommy, Mandy. With my mom, Jennifer Holmes. I'm Jennifer Holmes. It's my mommy, Jennifer. Welcome back to our podcast. It's been a little while. Mandy, how are you? Good. I've missed you. I've missed seeing your face. Oh, thank you. It's so beautiful, right? (laughs) (laughs) It looks nice and refreshed from a Florida vacation. Oh, do you see my horrible allergic reaction I got going on? Oh, no. From what? Sunscreen. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Cheap stuff or what? So my vacation literally has some horror stories. Do you want to hear them? I do. Okay. So Thursday, we're in Reno, and we're planning to go to Sacramento on Friday to see the grandparents, and then we're going to fly out of Sacramento. So I go shopping on Thursday, and then we go to sleep, and we wake up, and we drive to Sacramento. And I'm there with the in-laws and everything, and then it's like 6 o'clock, and we're like, okay, let's do dinner. And I'm looking through my purse to pay for dinner. I can't find my wallet. Uh I can't find my debit card. I can't find anything. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, where is my wallet? Because what's the most important thing you do when you get on a plane? You have to show ID. Oh I don't have it. Oh my gosh. It is in Reno. I had to get back in our big old truck and drive all the way back to Reno to get my wallet and back. Was your flight that day? The next morning. Oh, well, at least you had that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine waking up the next morning and oh then been like gosh. at the airport with no ID. That would have been horrible. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And I get, you know, we're from a small town. We don't even have stop. Like we had that red (laughs) blinking light. I'm in this big old truck that pulls our trailer. And I'm leaving Sacramento during rush hour. Uh, And I'm like such. I hate the city. Honestly, last time we went, I was so thankful to live where we live. Mm -hmm. I'm like. A horrible city driver. So, you know the, like, when you get onto the freeway and they have, like, stop at the red light uh-huh. and go when it's green and two cars? Like, I, you know, we're not used to that. I'm like, what do I do? Oh, my God. I don't know what to do. And then finally go, and I'm like, hopefully I didn't break the law. And I'm like, this big old truck in all that lanes of traffic. I was just like, really? At least you're bigger than everybody. They'll get out of the way. You hope, right? And uh, so, okay, that happened. And we get to Florida. Everything's great. We have a great time. And then we were going to fly back home on Saturday. And Friday morning, I woke up. My eyes were almost completely swollen shut. And my whole face was broken out. And this is before you left? Yeah. It was like the last full day of being there. Full rash. Head to like on my whole head. My eyes were almost swollen shut, rashed down both arms. And did it like sneak up on you or was it, bam, just this one day it just popped up? It just, when I woke up that morning. <laughs> like I had kind of felt like you a little weird rash. things anyways. Yes. Didn't you have, sorry to change the subject, we'll go back, but didn't uh-huh. you have that where your face gets paralyzed on one side? Yes, I did. Yeah, what was that? That was Bell's palsy. I thought I had a stroke. I yeah. was like... Yeah, that was weird. That's super scary. Mm-hmm. Just to know that can just happen to anybody. I know. And knowing I'm a nurse, but I didn't even really know about that. I had to call my doctor friend and be like, look at me. 
am I having a stroke? And she's like, I think you've got Bell's palsy. And I'm like, oh, she's all, but still go to the ER and just get evaluated. Wow. Yeah, because you could still talk. Barely. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was like slurring and slobbering down one side of my face. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Oh. And it lasted a while, right? Mm-hmm. Like two weeks. Yeah. Then with a stroke, there's other signs that that happen with a stroke. Because what is that? The um, abbreviations? Um well, there's kind of like different ones. You can have like a TIA, which is a trans transient ischemic attack, which just means like they're kind of temporary and then it'll come back. And um, just like clots or bleeding causes those strokes. Um, but usually what happens, what did she say is different? It's like your whole face goes down and sometimes that whole side of your body doesn't work. Which I didn't have. It was just, just your my face. face. Gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, they ask you to raise your arms mm-hmm. in a stroke. Yep. Okay. Yep. And nope. So, yeah, it was scary. Anyways, so back to the rash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it looked like one of those rashes you see on TV when you had shellfish and you're allergic to shellfish. Like, your whole face, like, blows up and your eyes are swollen. <laughs> Did you get a picture? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. I got pictures. And so that was great because now, like, you know, you want to wear your shorts and go to the beach and look all great on your vacation and your Especially pictures. Especially since you've been doing so good and being really healthy mm-hmm. lately. Yep. And, um, no, no. <laughs> and then you're on vacation. You're like, should I contact like a doctor? Like, do I need to get a cortisone shot? Cause I've had it kind of before and I've never had the eye swell, but then I was thinking like, you know, is it going to get worse? And I'm like, going to have a hard time breathing. And so, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that was great. So, oh, I wouldn't have even recognized you. Oh, I know. So <laughs> memories for vacation, right? Definitely have stories. God, getting old sucks. Yep. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I feel like. And especially getting old as a parent, because I feel like when you're a younger parent, you, you know, this stuff doesn't really happen to you. The energy draining as much and all that and then we're our age parents to young kids and like we get this weird crap like I have an autoimmune disease Mm -hmm. you know and it's so draining and there's just days where it kicks up its ugly head you know and it's like oh I don't have time for this or the energy for this right now Mm -hmm. and trying to be a parent you know of high energy children right with Things like that, like, I don't know, I feel getting close to 40 is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. That's why I think back in the day, people had kids young. Probably, well, also back in the day, people died at like right? 60. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then there was no choice. Yeah. But they also needed all that help to uh, take care of the children and that help on the farms and stuff. True. So... Hurry up and have those babies so that they can get those muscles and <laughs> right. help on the farms before your daddy dies because life expectancy back then was like 45 for a male. All right. And then that's if the woman made it through childbirth. Yeah. True. Yep. Yeah. So anything else? You got any mommy fails? You know what? I kind of had like, I've been trying a new parenting technique Ooh. lately because... I'm sure I've talked about how I lose my patience and I do scream. I do yell. And I, that's not the kind of mom that I wanted to be. And I just, it's so hard, 
especially in the mornings, you know, I, that's when I lose, I think the, my most patience. But, um, the other day I had lost it and I yelled about the girls. They both started crying. Oh. I was on the verge of tears <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. And like Shelby came up to me and I was just gave her a great big hug. And I'm like, I am sorry. Mommy just is not feeling it today. And I shouldn't have lost my temper. And so I just hugged her and I didn't let go. And I hugged her for like, I don't know, probably a few minutes. And then finally she was the one that was like, okay, I'm ready to go get ready now. And she like let go of the hug. And then Natalie came up to me and she's like, I want what Shelby just had. And I was like, come here, baby. And so I have been trying to do better hugs and longer hugs. And, you know, I've talked about how Natalie has complete meltdowns right after school. You know, as soon as I pick her up, it's like we can't even make it to the car without her and I like button heads and like the minute I get there she's like I'm not gonna listen to you <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I've been trying to at least make it home and then instead of having our usual meltdowns which by the time we're getting out of that car she's just wanting to fight with me and just like wanting to argue about anything because I've been trying to give her choices you know and because one of the things that I think I've um, been doing is expecting too much of her oh she's mm-hmm. only three and mm-hmm. Shelby's almost six. And I feel like having that older sibling, we expect a lot more from that younger one because, you know, Shelby can already do all this, mm-hmm. you know, like here, do it, you know. And so I think I've been putting a lot more expectations on her, a lot of higher expectations. And um, which most of the time she can do a lot of things that you know, I, I normally wouldn't expect another three-year-old to do, you know, Mm -hmm. my daughters have always had really good vocabulary. And so they can do a lot more just because they, or they, I think a lot of people expect a lot more from them too, because they talk so well. Mm -hmm. But, um, so anyways, she, I gave her choices the other day. I'm like, okay, do you want to open up the tailgate or do you want me? And she's like, no, like, okay. I open it and she's like, hit me. So I swatted her butt and I'm like, don't hit me. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. And so then I'm like, do you want to grab your backpack or do you want me? No! <laughs> and this time at least she didn't hit me. And then she, I was like, okay, so I'm grabbing your backpack. And then I close the door and I'm like, do you want to open the gate or do you, me, do you want me to? And she looks at me, Aww. you know, at that point and she's just like, no, it's like, I have given you two choices each time. Uh-huh. If you're not going to choose one of them, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. Right. And so finally she like grabs it and, you know, opens it up. And, but the whole time she's just like, okay, I'm, cause I'm not completely taking control. I'm not saying just let me do it. I'm giving her those options, but she, she just melts down. I think it just takes so much energy at school. She's so mm-hmm. tired. She's hungry, hangry, all that. Right. And so we got in the door and I was like, okay, before I lose my cool, because mm-hmm. I was feeling it, you know, because I was doing all I could just to not yell right back at her. Right. I'm like, come here and give me a hug because mm. you need to come here and settle me down. <laughs> and she came over and we hugged it out. And then it was like mood changing for both of us. Because, And I'm like, okay, this is better than screaming and yelling. Maybe I need mm. to do the hug first thing. I don't know. Because it's just a, it's just something that 
she just wants to argue mm-hmm. and just but right after we did the hug it out it was like a whole different kid and she could talk to me and so I'm like okay we're gonna try this I'm gonna try the hug it out thing for a while and see if that's our our deal I don't know maybe she has made me try every single parenting technique that I can possibly think of <laughs> and so I'm it, it definitely it. sounds like it's a battle of power yeah and like I want her to have her opinion and all that but I also don't want her to treat me like crap right you know mm-hmm. I don't want it to you know, I want to set boundaries for myself so that when she is a teenager or an adult, she's not going to treat me like crap. That's not the type of mother-daughter relationship that I want. Right. You know, I want, you know, us to be good friends, but I also want us to have the boundaries. I'm still the mom. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to make the rules mm-hmm. and you need to treat me with respect and I will treat you with respect back. Right. You're not going to start out as a little three-year-old. Played me attitude. (laughs) So. So I think that's kind of like part, you know, each kid is different. Like I know like my daughter um, is different than my son. Like my youngest son, I swear, is like that baby forever. Like Mm -hmm. we're going through this phase like this morning. He's like, you get me dressed, mom. You get me dressed. And I think I have babied him. So maybe... He expects it, but none of my other kids were like that. My other kids were like, they wanted to be independent. This one's like, I can't sleep in my own bed. It's scary. I have nightmares. I sleep with you, or I sit by you, or you did me dressed. You put my shoes on. And and this morning I was like, you have to get dressed or else I'm going to take you to school in your pajamas. (laughs) And I finally kind of just like had to walk away and like kind of ignore it. But usually I'm just like, I'll just do it. Yeah, because it's faster. Yeah. It's faster, but I'm realizing I think I have to stop mm-hmm. on like babying him, even though I don't know that I'm doing that. And you know what? The like my favorite things is I love talking to the preschool teachers, and, and not even of of um, my own kids' preschool teachers, just preschool teachers in general, mm-hmm. and hearing like their their tips and tricks or whatever or things that kind of like. Um, make the hair stand up on the back of their necks or something, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, like calling your kid baby all the time, like, it's okay, you're a baby, or it's okay, baby, or like, oh, calling your kid just baby all the time. Like that's, that's the baby. Come here, baby. Instead of like using their name Uh because then you are treating them like a baby and Mm -hmm. they're hearing that they're the baby oh yeah do you catch yourself doing something like that oh yeah i probably do it like i know like but we'll be playing like kind of playing and i'll be like hugging him i'll be like oh you're my baby oh little baby how you doing you know (laughs) like playing but i bet i do yeah and i noticed after like and i never really did that with shelby because she was always like I'm not your baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and Natalie, I would, I found myself after I had this conversation, I was like, Oh, oh my gosh, I do it all the time. And mm-hmm. I, like, so I'm like, I don't know if that was something subliminal that I was setting up for her. So I was like, I need to work on focusing on calling her by her name. Right. You know? And, and, um, it was like, I had to rest. I'm like, Hey babe. It was so funny. Oh, uh, so I got an announcement. You want to hear the announcement? I do. 
So it has almost been a full year, I think, since we've actually had an in-person childbirth class. Really? Because I think the last one we did was July of last year. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, some of the kids, I see pictures of some of the kids that we've had, and they're like, what, six months now? Something like that. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because one of your best friends was in that class. No, 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 no. Because it was after my accident. Yes. We she, had to do, we had to do all the, yeah, um, your leg was up on that. Yeah. Chair. And mm-hmm. it hasn't been a year yet for my accident. Was it July, June or July for your accident? My accident was May 6th. Yeah. So we were yeah. going to do it May and uh-huh. we had to cancel yeah. because your accident. And then I think we started up in July because you yeah. could still come in your boot. Yeah. Right. Well, because of COVID is starting to get better and people are getting vaccinated and we're in a better tier now. i it's really sad. I work in public health and I don't know what color we're in. I thought we were in the... Um, Are we orange, yellow? I don't know. Something. I, don't know. I forgot. We're in a good one. Yeah. Um, but so now they're lifting restrictions and you can have, I think, indoor gathering at 50% capacity or 25% capacity. So we are going to be able to have our very first in-person childbirth class again. I was actually wanting to talk about our childbirth class tonight. Mm -hmm. So now I haven't had much interest. So if anyone's listening and knows someone who's pregnant and wants to do class, it's so much fun in person versus doing it on Zoom. So much fun. Mm -hmm. And like the things that we do, it's really hard because we were talking about possibly doing it on zoom but nobody really went for it Mm-mm. but there's things like the massage techniques um it's it's we do it at what six o'clock yeah at six o'clock at night and it goes till about eight eight thirty. yeah and we're always flexible so if people can't stay that long and it seems like a long time but it goes so fast but it's like an amazing time for you to get together with your husband boyfriend spouse significant other whatever and um come to these classes and there's so much that your spouse can learn Mm -hmm. to help you out because a lot of this journey they feel like they have already done their deed and like they don't they're not a part of it Mm -hmm. you know they feel like they don't feel the baby kick they don't have that morning sickness and a lot of times it's really hard to communicate all that stuff and when you're there at class we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. That's right. And I think it's great conversation starters for you and your husband, boy, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Mom, spouse. Sister, blah, but blah, blah. like, okay, and I, I mentioned this every single class, Anthony did not take me to the class. <laughs> <laughs> I begged, I pleaded, and he just didn't want to go. He's Women have been having babies for hundreds of years. You don't need to go to a class to learn how to do it. but there's so much more to it than just the birthing part of it right there's information about the whole pregnancy Mm -hmm. there's information about breastfeeding there's information about obviously birthing the breathing techniques which do help and jennifer doesn't do the funny i don't do the hee hee ha ha (laughs) no i don't but there is like this humming technique and there's a breathing technique that really, really helps. Um, because you came to my house when I was pregnant with Natalie. Mm-hmm. Because by then I was enrolled, I had enrolled with Shelby at Early Head Start, mm-hmm. um, which is an amazing program. And 
so then I got was able to register while I was pregnant for Natalie. And then you came to my house and with your program and worked on the breathing and you like gave me the DVDs to look at mm-hmm. um, and all just great information. Um, guys, if you can get enrolled in these programs, it's amazing. And it not is. all of it is um, necessarily based on income. Mm-mm. You do get kind of a, a little head start, I think, if you are lower income. Mm-hmm. You can get into early head start earlier, which my program is um, the medical part of that. So you have to kind of see me. Um, but just through my program, I mean, we want it's really geared because it is based on uh, money from Medi-Cal and partnership. But it, it we want to you know, get everyone. So if you don't have Medi-Cal partnership, I'll still come out and see you and talk to you and all that stuff. And sometimes it's really nice when you're home and, you know, you do have little kids or you're just home all day to talk to someone else. Mm -hmm. And like, I've loved, my favorite part was, um, they would do their, their home visits. I loved the having whoever, I had a couple different, um, home visitors at one point, but, um, they would come to your home with like a, an activity of some sort. And when they're teeny tiny babies, the activity isn't much. I mean, it might be a crinkly book or, you know, a mirror for them to look at themselves when they're Mm -hmm. doing tummy time. And then they evaluate your kid, Mm -hmm. you know, they look at it and, and we're going to have actually somebody on here for one of our podcasts to really go into detail about early head start. Yeah, they do those, um, which I do too, is the ages and stages developmental, Mm -hmm. Uh, milestones which we talked about with uh, teacher uh, teacher Emily and it's you also see those when you take your kid to the doctor for their well child checks there's those little check offs that they ask you like is your baby rolling over can your baby say three words da 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 and they really um, gauge is your child developing on the right um, right path or not where are they strong at where are Mm -hmm. they weak at so I was at um a doctor's appointment for, I think, one of my girls one time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm i always been really good at, like, not cheating on schoolwork, things like that. I mean, there were I had my instances. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I read these directions on these little checkoff lists at the doctor's office. And it says, like, ask your child. And it's got this picture, like, circles, couple circles. And there's, like, an eye and a smiley face and a hand and a leg, you know. Mm-hmm. And it says, write down what your child says this is. And so, like, I show it to Shelby, and, like, she tells me what she thought it was. And uh, it didn't, like, whatever she told me, it was didn't look anything like the picture. Like, it didn't look like, a, she didn't say snowman. She didn't mm-hmm. say person. I think it was, like, dog or yeah, okay. house. I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> okay, are you sure? <laughs> like, is that your final answer? <laughs> you know? But I wrote that down. And then um, I was listening to these other parents, and the mom was like, what do you think this looks like? And the kid's like, um, I don't know. And she's like, do you think it looks like a snowman? And he's like, yeah, it looks like a snowman. Uh Oh yeah. And I'm like, of course he's going to think it looks like a snowman. Cause now you told him what, right. what you think it should look like. Mm-hmm. Like, no, just let him figure it out. Or if he doesn't know, right. I don't know. Like, how are right. you going to figure out where your kid is really at? If you don't write the truthful answers, like it's, it's your doctor isn't trying to figure out if your kid is smarter than the other kid or anything like that. They want to know where your kid's at. So mm-hmm. do your best to fill those out without helping them. 
Right. Yeah. Kind of like the lines and the circles and all that. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they ask those questions for a reason. Right. So what's your favorite activity that we do during childbirth class? (sighs) I really like the massages. Oh yes. Um, those are cause when you are big and pregnant, your back hurts so Mm -hmm. bad. And the massage techniques that you showed, um, that lower back, just the pushing and relieving that pressure mm-hmm. is just a lifesaver, I think. And especially, like, that's something that your husband can do. Instead of just listening to you come to complain, you can't take Advil, you right. know. All you can do is heating pads, say, hey, I'm going to get down on this ball. Come and push my back for me, please. Like, mm-hmm. get involve your husband or you know, significant other, let them know that, yeah, you're still a part of this whole process. Mm-hmm. And it gives them purpose too, a little bit of control of what they can do to kind of help. Mm-hmm. And there's some things on there. Like I know that if Anthony would have been there, I would have probably been busting up half the time. Like the, <laughs> the one where you like look like you're slow dancing and everything. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. But, oh gosh. It feels good on your back yes. to hang and do that. And Honestly, I know that Anthony would do anything, you know, if I really, if I would have known all that stuff and known what the class was about. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, Anthony didn't want to go because of the stigma. Right. He told me that he just thought that a bunch of scumbags were going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a little prejudiced. On you know that. what? Honestly, when I first came to town and I heard about the childbirth classes, I thought the same thing. Yeah. So before I knew... I thought the same thing too. So, and it's not honestly, it's moms Mm -hmm. and their their dads. And so far, you know, I haven't seen one scumbag. Right, for sure. (laughs) And I know that, like, even we've had some teens or younger moms, and they feel like they won't be accepted amongst it's you know like i'm gonna be the only one as a teen and someone's gonna look down on me or judge me and i don't think we've ever seen that and i think once they get in there everyone's so accepting and so into it yeah because you you share something in common Mm -hmm. you all are sharing something in common Mm -hmm. and like we've seen people have to bring their moms in because their their husbands are working night shifts or Mm -hmm. um We've had hilarious dads. So in talking there. about the hilarious dad. Oh my right? gosh, the one with the bell. Mm-hmm. Ding. Yeah, He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done how many? We've been doing this two years now, together. Yeah, and um, so in one part we have a Jeopardy, and we have people download a little app on your phone that has a little bell, a cowbell, a little ding bell, like whatever bell you want, and we play Jeopardy. And one of the <laughs> one of the dads one time he was very funny and loved to ask questions and they were very good questions very good questions but he was very into the class and it was great and um I think he even like made it more comfortable for the other dads to like say something to be involved (laughs) in anyways I was out and about doing something recently and I ran into them and you know as time goes on they're different than what you remember right and so um and I'm horrible with names yeah the mom's not Big and round The anymore. mom's not pregnant, <laughs> yes. And they didn't have the little ones with them. So I didn't, you know, babies uh-huh. didn't click with me. And um, 
and I'm horrible with names. I'm really horrible with names. So if I see your name on something, I probably won't put two and two together. <laughs> Unless you have like this, like your first name's Fantasia Mountain or something, then I might click. But um, so I was doing something and they're like, are you Jennifer? You did my birthing class. You were so great. You were so great. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's you. And I'm like, you were so fun yeah and I'm like how's the baby and he's like oh here's my baby and showing me he was a very proud dad oh yeah oh yeah yeah he was really involved in the in the pregnancy and the birth like he Mm -hmm. I mean that was definitely huge involvement that was amazing to see yeah and remember he's like can you go to the hospital with us (laughs) well after he found out that you were a nurse because I, maybe we didn't do that introduction very well or something. I don't know if he was there at first. Maybe at the they first came in late or something. Maybe, yeah, but I was, he's like, you're a nurse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's when the questions really started flying. Yes, for <laughs> sure. That was funny. He, but, yeah. But yeah, we try to make it a good time. Um, we know it's, you know, they're five-week class, and it's kind of right during dinner time. So there's always some good snacks and everything. Um, one time I made a, um, a keto friendly lasagna because we had somebody that had just gotten diagnosed right. with, um, gestational diabetes. Mm-hmm. And when you're pregnant, like that's something that that's like the worst news that you could get almost because you just, I was so excited. See, I also had gestational diabetes. I was so excited. Cause I'm like, I'm going to fat. Mm -hmm. This is my excuse to eat all I want whenever I want, like, right, you know, and I was just totally enjoying it. And then I got the news that I had gestational diabetes. It was the biggest letdown ever because I'm like, now I have to control my cravings. You can't do that. And so I totally felt for this other mama. And I was like, let me show you how you can still make good food. And so I made the, um, the keto friendly lasagna. It was with the zucchini. Mm-hmm. And it like it's actually I still like that. It does take a while longer to make than throwing in the zucchini noodles and everything, mm-hmm. but it's it's really good. I'll have to get that recipe from you because yeah. I don't know if I tried it that day. Really? Yeah, but I'll have to get that since we're doing keto. Yeah. So yeah, we always try to do food or snacks of some sort, and but everybody's always so shy. I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to eat. I'm like, give me the food. I didn't I eat know. dinner. <laughs> Yeah, and we do a lot of um, interaction. Like the first class is a lot about pregnancy and um, having a healthy pregnancy and side effects and good ones and bad ones and why and a little bit about pain. And then we go into the second. Like the round ligament pain, Mm -hmm. things like that, like things that you didn't even know about. Like Mm -hmm. because you don't talk about this sort of stuff. You know, you talk about the, the... baby and like yeah Mm -hmm. some of the the pains that go with it a little bit I guess but most of the time you just see somebody with a big old belly yeah and you're like I want that Mm -hmm. what's you know what do you do what are you having oh okay yeah yeah you don't a lot of times at the doctor's office especially when you're pregnant you go in you have to pee in the cup then you lay on the table they listen to baby's heartbeat measure your belly measure your heartbeat and out you go yeah and that's it there's no like what you what to expect or why this is happening or oh you've been throwing up okay well that's part of pregnancy off you go yeah it's not like not like why are you throwing up how how to help yeah how to help lessen Mm -hmm. that 
Um, And just a lot of the, oh, and then we also compare things and we find out stuff like how um, I had the varicose veins Mm -hmm. in my downstairs area. See, I'm not the nurse, so I don't use the technical terms. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer is always the technical terms down there um, during our classes, which is good. It's good to use technical terms. Yeah. (laughs) But it, um, it's really, it's a great class. I wish, Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. So, and they're free. They're free. They are free. They're free. You get free. And as a bonus, there's usually, um, stroller involved. Oh yes. We do still have strollers and car seats and you, it's so easy to get them. So easy to get them. And I have like 20 of them. So please. And they're really nice strollers. They're the jogging Mm -hmm. strollers. So they have the bigger wheels and the car seats that snap into them. Yep. Um, and so they're, they're great for, especially around here in Modoc because I had the jogging stroller one. Um, obviously I had to get my own cause I didn't take a class, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I had friends that had the little tiny hard wheeled ones and they just, they're just not that great for around here for even the sidewalks. I mean, you gotta get four wheel drive for those sidewalks. That's true. And <laughs> these ones have like the bike tires where you can bump them up. Oh. So it's not like, um, you know, those hard. little round ones where yeah. if the tire breaks or gets deflated, you can't replace that. You mm-hmm. have to buy a whole new stroller. And you know what I did with my um, strollers and everything that have air in them? Because just like the bike tires around here, you mm-hmm. get those stupid little thorns. Mm-hmm. Go to the tire shops here in town. They can order you the um, foam tires. Oh, I have like no there's, idea there's, there's foam tires. Yeah. yeah. They're all different sizes. They can do them for your bikes too, but I don't recommend that. I did that. You lose all bounce to it, and it's not comfortable. <laughs> we put we buy the slime tires or the yeah. slime tubes or the slime. That or works stuff. all right, but then like the slime goes through your little the post thing, and you can't fill it up with ti- with air. Air, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. It's been a hassle. Mm-hmm. But that's good to know. Yeah. Did you do anything exciting on spring break? We did. We went to Anthony's. Um, family they have a ranch out there in weaverville that's been in their family forever mm. and um, like it just got so much great history to it and it's so fun to to hear all the stories and he's got a ginormous family um his, his mom has seven aunt, or seven brothers and sisters oh my gosh yeah <clears throat> and so uh, there's tons of cousins for the kids to play with and we brought our camp trailer there and parked it out front and like just enjoyed each other because we didn't get to do it last year Mm. and every year we've done it um since i've been with anthony you know we've gone up there for easter and just spent time and i i love everybody in his family they're all so amazing Mm. and um so i really want our kids to be close to their cousins like all of them are Mm -hmm. like they all really they have amazing stories about anthony about (laughs) what a turd he was He was the first boy. Like, it's so funny. They were all born, um, like, all the girls and the cousins were born first, and then all the boys were born. Like, oh, wow. it was crazy the the way that it worked out. And um, then, and I, you know, I haven't thought about this in a while and how it's worked out now, but it was girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy with the second sets of cousins for a really long time. I don't know if anybody changed that up or not, hmm. but it was... Uh, it's been pretty entertaining to try to guess on what the next kid's going to be. <laughs> so I have a struggle in my car, 
and I, um, I know we were talking with teacher Emily about not doing, um, tablet time, but Mm -hmm. I'll admit, um, in the car, I'm a tablet mom. Oh yeah. So do you have, you know, tricks for our viewers about long, um, our listeners, long car rides with your little kids? (laughs) So... Um, I also, I bring the tablets. I don't let that be the first resort. Mm-hmm. I keep the tablets up front. I don't even remind them about the tablet. Um, because I mean, to be honest, it's a great age. I mean, in, it's not great age, great, I don't know, time. Mm-hmm. We have things to entertain us on these boring car rides, you know, that we didn't have as kids. And our like, I remember being on long car rides and, like not being allowed to talk and it was awful and I hated it. And then for some reason my parents would turn down the radio and I couldn't hear the music. And I'd be like, why are you torturing me like this? Cause we traveled all the way to um, like Georgia, Florida, all oh that. Oh my god! And back in a year um, we were following my mom's boyfriend who wow. he worked on water cooling towers. And so I, for a little over a year, we were just on the road all the time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I would have sure my parents would have loved to have a tablet to give me to entertain me for those long, long rides. Mm-hmm. So that being said, like, I think that it's totally fine to give them a tablet after everything else kind of wears off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I start out with, okay, here's some snacks mm-hmm. to get you on the road. Here's some even gum. Mm-hmm. My kids can chew gum, and they do pretty good at it now at keeping it out of their hair and all that. Um, and even we got the Anthony got these cool little like they're drawing tablets. They're kind of like etch a sketch almost, mm-hmm. but they're like neon green, and it's got like a pen, so you can draw on it, and then you push the button, and it just erases. Ooh. So it's almost looks like it's a tablet, like almost looks like electronic, but it's not. And so they draw on those for a while and that'll keep them entertained. Um, but I have like my seat back has a whole bunch of just different things. There's coloring crayons, there's pens, all sorts of stuff that they can be like, Hey, can I get this? I still have to like reach back and grab it for them, but, um, that'll keep them entertained for a while. And then I'll be like, all right, mom and dad want to talk and chit chat now. Here's the tablet, Here's you the know, tablet, yeah. but Shelby's getting car sick now. <gasps> because she was doing her tablet like 15 minutes into it and she's like mom my belly hurts and I'm like put the tablet away because I get car sick really bad and I can't look at my phone I can't read I can't do anything you know except for either sleep or watch the road you know oh my gosh and so I was like I knew instantly I'm like oh darn it put the tablet away and just watch the road or go to sleep you know so (laughs) I also recommend Dramamine yeah yes (laughs) Especially when they get car sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and also I recommend stealing the puke bags from the hospital to keep <laughs> in your car because that's a good idea. They are very handy because mm-hmm. otherwise you're reaching for like the grocery sack that you got from the gas station, you know, yeah. dumping everything out, throwing mm-hmm. them to them. Oh but, man. Yeah. And then after that, just, yeah, we do games too. Like, we'll do a lot of singing. My kids like to sing, and Mm -hmm. they will make up songs or, you know, things like that. When we're with my sister is when we do the most singing. Anthony's not as into it as she is. Yeah. When we're with my sister, we do, like, the farm animals and make up songs, so. We did, um, well, when my oldest son was younger, we would do the rhyme game. Like, 
one person would think of a word, and then you had to rhyme it. So we would go around and around and around. We kind of do that on the way to school every day because they're really into rhyming right now. Yeah, and then we did like, well, this was back when there was no tablets, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, we would do a word in a category and how many words could you do like for that category, like bodies of water, how many, like pond, river, lake, you know, and keep going like that. But my little ones are too little right now. But we started doing the start telling a part of a story so someone starts the story yeah rotate it to someone else to somebody else to somebody else we do that camping with our scary stories oh yeah and then it gets down to the i spy (laughs) and with little kids if you've ever played i spy it's it's the same thing every time it's like i spy something blue sky (laughs) (laughs) and then the next i spy something blue sky <laughs> yeah but you gotta try to trick it um let me see is yeah. could it be this mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and then they argue because you said that last time and then uh-huh. that's when it's like okay that game's done yep next one yeah next one on to the next when one. i was little we played the license plate game or the alphabet game mm-hmm. on the signs which it was easier then because we were in a pickup like mm-hmm. just a bench seat pickup and so we all were in the front seat so we all could see mm-hmm. and like my girls can't see anything in those back seats they're oh, way no. far back they're in like lower mm-hmm. and all that so i'm like they i totally had the advantage i'd kick their butt every time and that's not fair right <laughs> that's something you have to wait till they get older or whatever yeah yeah we when we went on the plane i did all the pinterest well when the first time we went to disney world i did all the pinteresting and all the like all the stuff and literally i have to say like going with four people four suitcases four backpacks that are bigger than your child <laughs> is not the best idea because it ends up being mom pulling her suitcase yes. her bag her purse and then the kids backpacks because they're complaining and i'm like this was a great idea at one time. This is not so great now. And then you get off the plane and it's like, you got four suitcases and four backpacks. Oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh. How many people are traveling? <laughs> so one, one big bag is better. You think? I, I think, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Or just pay the dues and get a big suitcase and check it under the plane and be done with it. Yeah. But the kids definitely probably don't need a backpack because it was not good for them. <laughs> but I went through the whole thing and I bought the, you know, the marks a lot, um, markers that only mark on the special paper and then bought the portable games and did the like Legos and making bracelets and had like... For the plane? Yeah, for the plane. Oh my God. And (laughs) I can just see messes. That's all I'm thinking right now is messes. And each kid, I gave them a gallon size plastic bag with snacks in it and i did littler bags of snacks in it well my four-year-old that lasted like five minutes oh my god and he went like through a all bite, the snacks one bite out of everything no he ate the whole thing oh are and you I'm serious like, <laughs> i'm like you know that's supposed to last you six hours oh my gosh and it was all gone and i did learn one thing that kid cannot have sugar and be sitting in a seat because <laughs> it's just not gonna work like kicking the person in front of him oh, up and no. down and up and down 
And I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Should have learned that earlier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, you know, they want, you have so many options that they want to use it for like two minutes and then move on. Yes. To all of them. And you're like, wait a second. (laughs) And I feel like that's exactly how like Emily was saying, you know, they have shorter attention spans because they, because it's instant gratification with the tablets, you know, and oh, I'm bored with this video change. Mm hmm. I almost think like if I just would have bought crayons and a piece of paper, that it probably would have been just fine instead of all that stuff. Yeah. I think I over Pinterest (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) I was trying to be way too prepared. I did that for my wedding, way over Pinterested. And then when it came to it, I was like, okay, I don't have time to do all this stuff. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Did you do any Pinterest fails? I'd love oh. to look at the Pinterest yeah. meals. All the time. All the time. <laughs> like half the meals. So I have a section on my Pinterest too that's also called meh. <laughs> meh. Because <laughs> like all the meals that I cook, I'll put it in the meh. Well, because otherwise if you like unpin it and you see it again and it looks amazing, you repin it and then oh. you'll try it again. So mm-hmm. if you have it in another folder, it'll say hey, psst, you already have this pinned. And I'll be like, ooh, I wonder why. Where's this at? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love all those like crafty stuff, like making everything so nice on Pinterest. Uh-huh. It doesn't turn out that way for me. Never. <laughs> uh-uh. Like baking, how they make those like cupcakes or cakes look amazing. I think I'll just call teacher Val and be like, <laughs> Can you make me a cake? Because it's not going to turn out Dude, that way for me. Before Natalie was going to her class, I was getting in because Shelby wanted a, a unicorn cake last year, you know. And so I bought all this cake stuff and everything and made her this unicorn cake. And now I'm just like, I'm buying. <laughs> what the heck with that? Mm-hmm. I'm going to spend my time doing something else. But my kids like to make their own cake. Aww. So I might still just have her do cupcakes or something. But I mm-hmm. like have a the main blow the candle cake to have them because that's we like to cook and bake together and all that and so I feel like they can still do their own yeah it's kind of nice to have them learn like how to fill up you know measuring cups and stuff and And I totally use it as a math thing too Mm -hmm. because like it's fractions Mm -hmm. and so when we're measuring something I'm like okay find the one that says one slash two that's half a cup Mm mm-hmm Half a cup will fill this full cup right here, you know? And so I'm figure, I'm hoping mm-hmm. <laughs> that by the time they're going into fractions, they'll be like, oh, this looks familiar, you know? And it's not going to be a whole new concept. So I kind of have a mom fail that I've been kind of like holding in because I'm kind of, uh, I feel guilty. <laughs> so I want to get, I guess, your point of view on this. So we went on vacation, right? And uh, we didn't go on. We didn't go on spring break because it was ridiculously packed. Really? So um, we went the week out. We got that independent study thing, and my child's in second grade. Well, she went to stay with Grandma during spring break, and I told her, I said, do so many pages of your homework so it's done before we go. Right. Didn't happen. (laughs) And, you know, can't really hold Grandma accountable. Grandma's our grandma. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um... Well, and then we didn't do it on vacation. And then we come home and we got like pages and You didn't pack pages. that in your backpack? We did, but we didn't pull it oh. out ever. <laughs> and you got pages and pages of homework. So oh, no. like, she did all the the vocabulary and did a, like there must have been 10 
pages of addition, 10 pages of subtraction. And it's like the one with like 50 problems, yeah, yeah. right? And so she did, I don't know, like four or five pages of each. And, but it was getting really late. And I felt bad for having her stay up so late. And have to go to school the next yeah. day. Oh, yeah. So um, I kind of like did the rest of her homework. <laughs> well, okay. So... I did them all out, and I was like, just copy what I wrote, right? And she's like, well, I have to cross this one out and bring it over here. And she goes, Mom, is this cheating? And I'm all, yeah, yeah but um, you're like, we're just not going to tell anybody. You're like, it's kind of my fault, too. I said, I said it is my fault. I should We should have done this during the week. It's yeah. my fault. And um, then it ended up going, because it was taking longer for her to like copy what I did plus <laughs> she like couldn't read my handwriting she's like is that a four is that a three and so I was like having to explain it like you know can't take four from three or you know four from seven you have to borrow from this side and bring it over here so we ended up I like was talking her through it but mm-hmm. still you know I was kind of doing it but this is making me a horrible mom I mean she did all those other pages herself yeah. Ah, don't tell me I'm a horrible mom. I feel so bad. <laughs> ah, see, I would have just like been like, you know what? Turn it in blank. And and teacher Alvarez is hopefully not listening to this, but um, <laughs> sorry. We want all the listeners we can have. You know, <laughs> she did most of it. Right. <laughs> and I, I totally get that mom guilt too, because it felt like it's your fault. You should have stayed on top of mm-hmm. her. But in the same sense, like it's family vacation. And believe me, I brought Shelby's homework. I think it was for um, Chris. Was it Christmas time? Yeah. We did sort of like an independent. She's in kindergarten. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the independent study for kindergarten's a bit Different. easier. Mm-hmm. And it's not really, I think, like that important to turn in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we tried. And we did our best. And I was like, all right, you got two problems done? Okay. <laughs> you know? And it's really hard to do because you were exhausted when you get back to the hotel room and, oh, dad flips on the TV. And so everybody's going to watch it, you know. And so it's really hard to set up that, you know, place of no distractions and things like that. So I get how hard it is for sure to try to do that on Mm -hmm. vacation. But I would have just had her turn it in blank. You know, I was thinking about that and I was like, and it sucks. You're going to get, like, the markdown and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's also a lesson. Yeah. You know? And But, you know, I think kids and this, you know, people will be like, don't be taking your kid out of school, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I have this fear, this theory that life is short. Like, I lost mm-hmm. my dad really young. And um, looking back on life, I mean, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And maybe that's just my brain thought. But, um my, you know, I'm going through this whole thing with my uncle trying to give him part of my liver and the statistics for survival for the donor are not great. It's one in 400 die. What? Yeah. So scary. It is very scary. And the thought of that makes me want to, um, cherish every moment I have with my children. You don't want to sit there arguing with them over homework or yeah. And mm-hmm. plus, like, my dad died when he was 41. I'm almost there. So that makes yeah. me think, too, is, like, how much more time do I have left with my kids? 
So I really want to build those memories. And I think going on those vacations, you kind of remember that versus, all right, mom bought, um, you know, mom bought a stove or, you know, we stayed home and watched TV and I went to school in first grade or whatever. I'm not saying take them out of school all the time. Yeah. But I really think it is important, especially when they get to see different things than what they're exposed to all the time. I mean, my kids got to see a giraffe that was like you could reach out and touch it. Mm-hmm. And um, my daughter got to see one of the giraffes was trying to reach one of the leaves to eat it and was sticking its tongue out. Like, and They have crazy tongues. They do. They were saying how long their tongues were and stuff. And she was just, they were all like super in awe and seeing all that stuff. And I really think that those are learning opportunities too. Right. And I remember when I was in school, um, we didn't take a whole bunch of vacations very often. You know, we didn't have a lot of money. But when we did, like, I remember my teachers saying, okay, um, for PE, run a mile. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, we're going to be going a lot of places when you're on vacation. You're going to get that mile in, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, or bring back, you know, uh, something to show right and tell a story about it or you know there was things like that that was a lot of um how to bring in your experiences mm-hmm. with that not just time killers or you right. know something some paper pushing mm-hmm. so yeah I totally get that and because I feel the same thing time is short spend spend it as much with your family as you can but I also feel like you know I remember in middle school math was so hard for me in middle school and in high school Mm -hmm. and if you missed a day you missed a ton because Mm -hmm. once you learned one part of this math equation guess what tomorrow you're gonna learn the next part of this right for sure and so if you miss that part Mm -hmm. of that learning like you have so much catch up to do. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's where it's really important to try not to miss as much Mm -hmm. school as you can because of that sort of stuff that you are missing. True. Um, just for the, just for the, the learning part, the actual Mm -hmm. learning how to do it. Yeah. And, um, but that's, what's hard to figure out like on paper, you know, getting the pile of paper, you're not gonna be able to figure that out unless it's got the directions on how to do it, I guess. I don't know. And that was but. what was really hard when they were on that distance learning last mm-hmm. year, which I'm, I, you know, I have different thoughts about COVID and I don't want to get into COVID because there's a lot of different feelings. That was one of my rules when we started this podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to focus on COVID. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I really feel like we are really grateful that our kids are have been in school this whole year. So grateful. I am so grateful where we live. Yes. And when we were doing distance learning last year, Juliana was in first grade. And they were like, well, have her log into her email and have her do this and do it on Zoom. And I work full time and my husband works full time. So how are, you know, the, a first grader cannot just log into her email. She mm-hmm. didn't know her email. She didn't yeah. know what email was. Yeah, they can barely, like, Shelby's in kindergarten, and they're learning how to read, but they're not going to know. Yeah, how do you tell those kids, oh, go on and read everything on the computer when they Yahoo. can't read? and, yeah. yeah. 
so it was really struggling like and I noticed that she had a little bit when she was in kindergarten I could see her excelling and learning to read and you know writing and all that stuff and then first grade came on and we went to distance learning and it was like a little bit of a curve back because there's we tried as much as we could but when we worked full time and she had to go to some type of sitter or something during the day when she's supposed to be at school it was really hard yeah I really felt and I feel like that's where at least in the cities and stuff where they all started working from home Mm -hmm. or just being laid off Mm -hmm. they got to be there to be that person with their kids at home to help them through all that right um so i mean there was an advantage at least to to people in the city for that Mm -hmm. and that's when i learned that i could never be a elementary school teacher it's a special person yeah i couldn't do that um i probably couldn't teach my children that's why but (laughs) um i couldn't do an elementary school teacher (laughs) they had patience beyond patience Mm -hmm. they just don't have it i am impressed by all the teachers all the time and yeah uh, yeah, that's so bizarre. To but do it every single day and have, yeah. And then feel for those teachers that had to do all that Zoom and see those like parents walking naked in the background. Or <laughs> Did you walk naked in the background, Jennifer? Not me. Not me. <laughs> no, no, no. <sighs> but you saw it where they had to like start sending home warnings to parents. Are you kidding? No. Parents were, like, arguing in the background. They said they were doing, like, illegal things, like smoking weed in the background. Were they doing that here in Modoc or just in general? I know that some teachers have told me that they had seen, like, parents that weren't fully dressed, maybe not naked, but, like, dad and his boxers, like, walk <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Wow. But I... That's just crazy. Yeah. I'm happy that my kids weren't really Shelby was in preschool and teacher Emily did some fun things like videos because I think for them it was more of a it was scary it was and um she did story time and a little bit of like she'd give them kind of an activity to do and have like packets that we could go and pick up once a week and for that week's activity Mm -hmm. and um so it was kind of nice because it gave us all something to do, but then it snowed and we played outside all the time and then we eventually just like caught up to it, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't anything that we had to do. That was just fun stuff that we could do to, um, kind of ease their minds and get them be like, it's okay. Here's, here's teacher Emily. Look, teacher Emily's on TV oh, or, yeah. you know, I liked how like teacher Dawn did that too. She did like story time yeah, and put it on Facebook so that people could see the kids could still see her Mm -hmm. you know because that was like they were losing yeah because they didn't get to say goodbye they didn't get Mm -hmm. to and they love their teachers Mm -hmm. especially at that age and they love their friends and it was such a huge like what I don't get to go to school now right no they weren't in middle school to where they were like yeah school's out (laughs) you know yeah I mean but then even those older kids you know if they were really doing the social distancing and staying home that's a huge part of their social life too especially if they're not driving yet i mean luckily we live in a smaller town they could kind of walk to their friends' house but like in a bigger city they couldn't do that and in the bigger cities they were really quarantining hard right you know around here and there were some people around here that were really doing a good job at quarantining and everything but for the most part i mean 
we're social distanced as it is in Modoc County. Yes, we are. <laughs> like that. And I think that's why it didn't hit us as hard. The whole cow thing. Yeah. Social distance, <laughs> the distance of a cow or something. That was pretty funny. Yeah. All right. So next week we are talking, is it first five next week? Ooh, you know what? I didn't look at my thing. I didn't look either. But we are going to have first five on. So we are planning to do more podcasts until the end of June or into May. And then we're going to take the summer off. And maybe if you guys are lucky, we may have some like pop up little <laughs> like little sessions. Well, fun, fun podcast. Maybe we'll be at a fair. Hopefully oh, that would be fun, right? I heard fairs still planning in. Good. Um, Fandango Days is supposed to still be rolling. Good. And the governor Newsom said Jul- Jul- June fifteenth we're supposed to be fully open. Oh, good. That's right on. supposed to be the magical day. So then everybody should be going back to school and all that good stuff full yep. time. Yeah, I guess that a lot of well, I guess now by then everything will be done and not huh? Well, yeah. And hopefully some of these places that I had to do distance learning aren't having to have longer schools. Yeah. Luckily, ours won't. But Well, Jennifer, I've really enjoyed talking to you um, <laughs> and talking about our little bit. of We touched a little on our birthing class. So mm-hmm. um, I really do hope that we can get some people interested in it. It's fun. We do games. We do um, a lot of a lot of helpful stuff. So maybe June. Maybe we could try for June. So if you guys are interested, um, we really love to have women that are, um, you know, fifth, sixth month um, pregnant. But if you're further along than then, that's great. But maybe not so early on. If you're still in your first trimester, it's hard to retain all the information because you're still not quite feeling so pregnant. And sometimes you lose it by the time you um, deliver. And we try to do classes every three months. So if you're in your fifth month of pregnancy or beyond or close to that, give us a call at public health 233-6311 or feel free to text me. Totally fine. 708-2922. Or hit us up up on Facebook even. Facebook. We're there. Yep. Um, we'll figure it out and we, we talk to each other quite a bit. So. Mm-hmm. But yes, if you want to do it, hit us up. We would love to have a class, and we will be on here again next Wednesday. So listen for us. Yep, listen up and share. Oh, and our podcast has been brought to you by First Five of Modoc. Yay. Yay. Thank you. And we are up to, I think it was like 730 listens or something. Right on. So share us, share us, like us, share us. Yeah, maybe we'll have a party when we hit a thousand listens. Woohoo! Right, and we need to put our pictures of our um, our bottles up and maybe give some of those away. I still haven't gotten one. Oh, you gotta come to my office. I'll give you one. Okay. All right. Well, thank you all, and listen to us next week. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>